Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome, everyone, to A Free Solution. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm here live on WYSL until 1 p.m., so if you want to participate in the conversation, give me a call, 585-346-3000. And, of course, shout-out down the line to our friends, also listening over at WACK out in Newark, and WENY, the Patriot, down in the southern tier, and my friends listening online. See a few of you popping on on the YouTube channel, A Free Solution, the Facebook page, A Free Solution, and my Twitter, my Facebook page, too, the Kevin Wilson one. Thank you all for being here and being a part of the conversation. Uh, there is a couple of interesting topics that have come up. And, and of course, Happy New Year to everyone. I, I know I did a, a Friday show with our friends from the Liberty Show, but Happy New Year to everyone. I hope everyone's New Year's celebration was wonderful. Mine was very boring. I, I sat at home. I watched that new Disney Plus movie, Soul, which was fine. Watch like two minutes of the saddest New Year's celebration I've ever seen, <laughs> and then went back to watching some Star Trek. That's that was my my exciting New Year's weekend. I didn't go out, sat in, did nothing. Uh, but that's how it goes. I probably would have done that with or without COVID. That wasn't that wasn't a COVID related thing. That's just how my last couple of years have been. <laughs> All right, but you know, I wanted to talk about some news that happened over the weekend in. Threats to the Republic and the Constitution that come from both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Because I think there is a legitimate erosion of the process in the understanding of how we need to protect the Republic. It's now becoming an ideological position that we need to stake out protecting our form of government, that it's important for the people to have a say in electing representatives and making decisions in how our government operates, how it works. We've gone away from that. This isn't a Democrat thing, although there are Democrats like Andrew Cuomo doing it. This isn't just a Republican thing, although I, I don't really like what President Trump is doing. It's a both-party thing. And if we the people don't stand up to this, we will lose our republic. Benjamin Franklin said, you know, this is a republic, if you can keep it. This quote, after coming out of the Constitutional Convention. A slight misquote, but very very close to what he said. So we'll talk about what's making the national news, what's making the, the mainstream media all upset right now. Um, and, you know, in this case, I think that there's some stuff to actually be upset about. It's the, the, the President Trump uh, recorded phone call with the Secretary of State, uh, Mr. Uh, Raffensperger and uh, his lawyer, uh, who is Ryan Germany, I think his name is. And so there, there's this phone call. There's an edited version of the phone call that's like four minutes long. That's the one that's making the rounds the most. There's also an hour-long version. You know, I, I've listened to maybe like half of like the unedited version. It, it's really not much better, to be honest. So, so in this phone call, if you haven't caught on on, on this stuff yet, 
basically president trump is calling uh the republican secretary of state of georgia brad raffensperger and saying that the election was illegitimate there that there was uh cases of fraud so so nothing particularly new what's new about this is president trump saying well not only are these cases of fraud which brad raffensperger and the and the lawyer on the phone said well no there's not there's no evidence of that uh but he keeps saying things like well what you're doing is you're meddling with an election there are legal consequences to that there are criminal consequences to that he accused them of participating in a criminal act which is kind of dangerously close to threatening uh, people who are trying to run an election with uh, with crimes, who are, you know, again trying to, to to tell President Trump that no, no, this is this is how the process worked. This is what it is. The things that you are accusing elected uh, election officials in Georgia of doing are not based in evidence. He he brought up uh, some of the Dominion voting machines being changed out. There's it's not evidence of that. I know this is going to make some listeners upset, but there's there's no evidence of that. It's not there. And guys, I swear, sending me a screenshot of something from Parler is not evidence. It's not, that is not what evidence looks like. Because a few of you have done that. Thank you. I, I love talking to you. It's not actual evidence, though. So I don't, some weirdo on Parler, I, I don't care. Um, no, you, you know, like, look, look at what the actual court document says. They can't find enough evidence of people who have voted illegitimately, of created ballots, of people who voted who are dead. There was all of like two that they could find. Two people. That's not enough to overturn the election. Now it's close. I know things are tense. But you know, when when the president is saying all all they want to do is this, I just want to find 11,780 votes, just one more vote than we have because we won the state. It feels like he's just trying to gin up reasons to overturn an election that I actually lost. And, and guys listening, I promise I will get to how Governor Cuomo is doing the same stuff because he is. But this is a threat to the republic that's coming from President Trump. And I really, really wish he would stop. And I really wish... My friends would stop buying into this stuff. Because I think, again, I said that on Friday. I'll say it again. I think it's a grift. I think this is this is a way to just generate some more money for himself and to kind of keep this whole scam going for a while longer. He lost. It's not happening. That thing that's happening supposedly on the 6th with, with Congress uh, overturning the election or, or not accepting the electors from certain states ain't going to happen either not going to happen at all and and luckily people like thomas massey who is you know well versed in the com uh, constitution is saying no that's not what the constitution says we as members of congress we don't get to just say we don't accept the results of the electoral college that is a state process that's a process that the states get to set the rules for how they select their electors they have done so if they have problems, they have to work that out on their own. So a group of uh, a 
of members of Congress, you know, uh, Chip Roy, Kelly Armstrong, Ken Buck, a uh, handful of Republicans, they've gotten together and they said, look, th this isn't what the 12th Amendment says. We don't want Congress setting the precedent of picking the elections. All right, and it sounds like we have a, someone from Pittsburgh on the phone. Jim, Jim from Pittsburgh. What's on your mind, Jim? Let's see, the, uh, are you, would you consider that the, uh, the fraudulent ballots being torn up and removed before the 22-day period a, a crime? Where's the evidence of that, Jim? There's uh, evidence all over, all over the internet. All, all over the internet. They just they just busted them over the weekend. They got photos of them doing it. Jim, so if they had this, they would take this evidence to court. They would get, you know, they they do have some. Well, this is Kevin. They brought it to they brought it to the legislators. Did you hear the hearing? They have thousands of affidavits of people signing off on illegitimate ballots. Did you see the video of the people in Georgia in the uh, arena who were doing ballots when there was nobody there uh, watching them? It's illegal. Yes, it was. There were people there monitoring them. Jim, I mean, listen, man, like they, they brought this stuff to court. If they had actual evidence of this, it would have shown up in those court documents. You have these like vague allegations of people tearing stuff up. It doesn't actually exist. It's not there, man. They won't let them bring it to court, Andrew. It's still, Kevin, on the phone, you're talking to Kevin. But, you know, minor detail, Jim. Oh, but, Kevin, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So, But they, they've started to present some of this stuff to court, and the courts have shut it down because they said, no, it's, there's nothing of substance here. Or in other cases, there's no standing. But I, I've gone over that, too. Jim, I appreciate your call, but, man, it ain't there. The evidence ain't there. My goodness. All right. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We'll be back in just a few minutes. A Free Solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and, and if you want to participate in the discussion, again, call in 585-346-3000. And I know I have a call on the line. I'm going to get to you in a second. Just real quick, you know, for those of you listening online, I shared an article from, um, from David French. He talks about some of the lawsuits and some of the stuff going on. And I think that's really informative about, you know, what's actually happening here. Because most of the lawsuits that the Trump team and, and other folks have brought against the states really have to do with changes in the state election law. Essentially, they're saying that, the, the changes in the state election law at the last minute um, require extraordinary intervention is essentially, you know, invalidating the vote. Um, and basically what a lot of these judges have said, and, and a lot of these are Trump-appointed judges, Republican judges, they've said that if they wanted relief from this, if they wanted intervention in this, they would have had to do that before the election. So that's what a lot of these have to do with. Some of them have to do with the allegations of actual voter fraud. And as I said before, it's very difficult to overturn these because you have to prove each individual vote. You have to say, like, this vote should not count or this vote wasn't counted and it should have counted. It's a very 
difficult and tedious process to do. But right now, they've only been able to prove like literally a couple. Like it's just, it's not a lot. All right. But I do want to get to the phone call. Uh, if you're still on the line, Gary from Hilton, still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I, well, I heard you were talking before and you were talking to another gentleman. And uh, I've spent some time watching these uh, hearings from the various state legislatures that they were able to present the evidence. And they're pretty damning. You know, there's a lot of stuff. There's shown video that he referred to shows these women taking ballots literally out of the machine after they ran them through, squaring them up on the table and putting them right back through again up to, well, in the segment I saw it was four times. Same set of ballots. And the reason that these things have... You know, everybody says they've all been thrown out of court. But according to Sidney Powell, not one judge has actually reviewed the evidence. They do it on processes. You know, you don't have standing. You filed it too soon. You filed it too late. But they haven't looked at the evidence. The legislatures that have had the evidence put in front of them, including uh, quite a few of the uh, people that swore affidavits, the poll workers that had firsthand knowledge, they swore on an affidavit, which is the same as written perjury, if it's not true. Well, that evidence, those state legislators have contacted their representative in Congress and said, this has got to be stopped. It's got to be investigated, and we got to get to the bottom of this because it's widespread, and it's massive amounts of numbers. In, it, in Georgia, uh, Stacey Abrams' sister, who's a judge, just threw out uh, a bunch of a lawsuit to overturn 4,000 ballots that were either people that had filed uh, change of address forms to move out of state or were if they found their names in the obituaries. So you can't say that there's no evidence. The evidence has not been accepted. And the problem, I believe, is that they spent the whole summer rioting and burning down cities and showing everybody what was going to happen if Trump got reelected. And there isn't a judge in the country with a guts right now to allow this evidence to be seen. Now, what's going to happen Wednesday is they're going to show it in front of Congress, and then it's going to be on C-SPAN, and hopefully everybody will watch it, because there's no way you can certify this election if you know all of the anomalies and see the evidence that they have. Part of that tape the other day, they showed a recycling document destruction recycling truck parked out in back of the arena and, and garbage cans full of ballots. All right. Well, Gary, let me, let me ask you this. What do you think is more likely that President Trump just lost the election in a very, very close election, close contested election, or that all these Republican judges who have supported some of whom who have supported Trump in the past, Republican members of Congress, some in the Senate, uh, people all across the country, Georgia's secretary of state, Georgia's governor, all these people who have in the past said nice things about Trump, been appointed by the Trump administration. Is it more likely that President Trump just lost the election in a very close place or more likely that all these people have decided to suddenly be too scared to take a position 
on supporting President Trump in the face of overwhelming evidence that fraud occurred. All of these people, not just Democrats, because it's not just Democrats shutting it down. It's Republicans, too. Do you really think all of them are in on this? I just explained to you, I think they're too scared because the Democrats allowed these riots and looting and burnings and allowed people to get beat up that were just out for dinner. People saw that all summer long, and the judges saw it. And as far as people saying nice things about Trump and then changing their mind, you know, look about Andrew Cuomo said nice things about him for a while, too, when he bailed him out on the COVID crisis. And then he turned right around and tried to blame him for all of his own shortcomings. So, you know, I, I guess the point is that the people that have actually looked at the evidence, meaning these state legislatures that held hearings in Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, have all said you certified the election without looking at this evidence. We can't stand by it. We can't put our name on this. So, uh, Gary, I'm going to have to let you go because I have another call on the line. But just to, to respond to your last point, Thomas Massey and that, and that other statement that came out, and I'll share that on my Facebook page if anyone wants to look at that. They said if the state legislatures have a problem with the electors that they send, if the state legislatures, many of whom are controlled by the Republican Party, have an issue with how these elections went down, they should send a message to Congress about what evidence they have and then move forward with setting up a second set of electors. That has not happened anywhere. That hasn't happened. If they, I, I can't imagine that every Republican legislature is just going to be too scared to do that. Every Republican judge. It's just not believable given what I've experienced, what we've all seen the past four years. All right. So it sounds like we have someone else on the line, though. Joe from Rochester. Joe, what's on your mind? Well, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'd like to uh, begin uh, at a redirect where your last caller just left off. Uh, you just mentioned, all right, that uh, you you have a hard time believing, all right, that these um, Republicans, all right, that supported Trump in the past, now all of a sudden, all right, that they decided not to. Uh, I think the real question that we really need to be looking at, all right, is the evidence. Okay, now, again, once again, evidence is only as good as the person who's looking at it. So uh, when you're looking at evidence, you're hoping that the person that's looking at it, all right, is in a fair position and a rational mind and has enough common sense to be able to decide on what's right and what's wrong. And I think that's the problem that we're having with our uh, our judges, our panel of judges uh, in the Supreme Court right now. And why do I say that? I say that for the simple reason that even though that these judges, yes, they did support, that they do support, or they say that they support the Constitution, all right, their, their opinions, all right, uh, they, they show differently, much differently. Uh, and by dissenting on some clear-cut evidence that was provided to them, uh, they decided to... Uh, sit back and decide that, you know what, we're not even going to even look at that. But, you know, that's not the purpose of this call. The purpose of the call right now, and I think your last, um, your last caller hit it off, hit it off very well, uh, it's, the evidence is clear-cut, okay? I don't know what uh, news networks that you're watching, but uh, I prefer to watch uh, 
Newsmax, uh, OAN, uh, and uh, I mean, in the past, I've seen CNN and the rest of the mainstream media all right, just tear this president apart and lie and lie and lie and lie. Everything that they were coming at Trump with was a lie. And this is not, you know, I'm not taking a position to support Trump or not to support Trump. It's not even about Trump. It's about a clear uh, cut uh, violation of our Constitution. Uh, this Stacey Abrams and her, her sister that decided to change the voting regulations in that state, they violated our Constitution for that. Well, Texas did that. that too. They changed uh, the, the voting reg- regulations they, because of COVID. Yes, they did, and 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 that you know that. she had no authority to do such a thing. All right, uh, well, it wasn't just uh, you know them. I, it was. I really don't want to go off on that point. tangent. What I really want to point out is, you know, Kevin, I was one of those guys here in Rochester that actually voted for you when I went to vote for my my uh, my president, which was Trump, or is Trump, okay. Uh, and I'm sad to say, all right, what I'm getting from you and what you're putting out to the people out here in Rochester is that you seem to, uh, you seem to be uh, affected by the mainstream media's covering up the evidence instead of exposing the evidence. You know, uh, I'm really disappointed. i gotta, I got to tell you the truth. Well, Joe, I appreciate the phone call, and I appreciate the honesty. I'm sorry I've disappointed you, but, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to cover up the truth. I, I'm looking at what this is. I'm not going to get sucked into, I'm sorry, the cult of, of, of Trump sometimes, man. Like, guys, the dude lost. That's what it is. You know, I'll, I'll try to see if I can talk about some of the evidence specifically after the break. But it, it's hard to break down stuff that's it's not really true. All right, but thanks again for joining us. And if you want to give us a call, 585-346-3000. Thanks for being with us today. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right, welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thanks so much for being here. And thanks again for all the phone calls we'd be getting today. I, I love when I hear from you guys. I, I, apparently, i got to make you all mad in order for you to call in and talk to me. Oh. See, you're, you're going to make me just want to do it more. That's, that's what's going to happen. But if you do want to call in, participate in the discussion, I'm here until 1 o'clock. Give me a call, 585-346-3000, 585-346-3000. Appreciate the phone calls, even if I disagree with you. It's all right. We can have a good discussion. 
Uh, you know, and, and just kind of wrapping up some of this stuff, I did have other stuff I wanted to get to today. But wrapping up some of this stuff, you know, again, I, I'm not going to – I don't have in front of me all the specific accusations. I, I just didn't prepare that part of the show. You know, what I, what I came prepared to talk about was just briefly the Trump phone call. You know, I, I've mentioned it in previous episodes. I just don't have the research in front of me. The A lot of these lawsuits were, were tossed out because they didn't have standing or, you know, they didn't follow the process correctly. Like, I mean, just a lot of it was incompetent. You know, that's blunt, but that, that's the way it is. It just wasn't filed very well in a lot of these cases. But a lot of it, too, they did look, the judges at the state level did look at the evidence, and they just said, it ain't here. There's not sufficient evidence to overturn the election or overturn even a significant number of ballots that were either submitted fraudulently or were, were tossed out. And these are investigations done by, you know, again, Republican elected officials in, in, in Georgia and then other folks in, in Arizona and in Wisconsin, all over the place. And William Barr, too. Again, Trump's fairly loyal attorney general said there's not fraud here. Again, what is more likely that every single Republican, even those who were very loyal to Trump, are being absolute cowards because they're afraid of, of people who are rioting or Trump lost the election? You know, as Senator Ben Sass said, you know, and I know he's a moderate guy, whatever, it, he said no, none of his colleagues actually think there's fraud. They're more afraid that they're going to lose the elections because they're going to make their voters mad who want to support Trump no matter what, who want to believe anything he says. And, you know, the, the last caller mentioned, you know, going to the OAN and, and Newsmax. I, I don't know that for some of you I can present any evidence that you'll believe in. And, and I, I hope I'm wrong. And, you know, I'm looking at all this stuff. I, I do look at OAN and Newsmax. I mean, a lot of times I, I get frustrated with those news sources because they don't cite things well. They don't reference things very effectively. It's opinion journalism. It's what it is. You know, it, CNN is like that too. MSNBC is like that too. I, I accept what it is. Um, and in fact, if you want to hear me talk more about that and figuring out news sources, I'm doing a whole show on that Friday, pre-record show. We're talking about fake news and figuring out what's real the entire episode. So that one's good. Make sure you listen here on WYSL or WACK, WENY, the Patriot down Southern Tier. Wherever you're listening, we're going to put that out Friday. Uh, definitely listen to that one. But again, I think that the, the most likely solution is just Trump lost a close election. And it's kind of gross to me that, you know, he's going out and saying, hey, just give us 11,000 votes. Just give it to us. We know we won. Just give it to us. No. I mean, that's not how Republicans are supposed to work. If there was fraud, if there's stuff happening, I'm actually I'm OK with an investigation. Fine. You, you want to do that? that? That's fine. But again, most of the time, like when you see like reports of these videos of like, uh, you know, someone putting in ballots multiple times, a lot of times it's just it didn't scan right. You know, usually there's a pretty reasonable explanation for it or ballots getting shipped off in a truck somewhere. You know, I've seen some of those and people are like, look, what's happening in Georgia? And it's like, oh, well, that's actually in Russia or Venezuela. Like, so I can't without you guys sending me specific links and please send me links to actual articles, not screenshots of some rando on Twitter. 
describing an incident. Send me an actual link with video evidence. I'll look at it. I look at all this stuff. I really do. And and I want to give you guys an honest opinion. And and that's, you know, I, I care about my integrity and, and I care about giving you guys the truth. This is, this is what I've come to conclude after researching a whole bunch of this stuff. And I don't think it's beyond, you know, the capacity of government to absolutely, you know, screw up an election. We have, the American government has experienced that before. We have had a very corrupt election. The election of 1878, I think that's the one, yeah. The, uh, was it 1878? Uh, anyway, it is in the 1870s with the uh, Rutherford B. Hayes, the Hayes-Tilden election. Look up that one. Actual, very corrupt election. It was a mess. Um, so, all that being said, you know, I am concerned with stuff like this. I'm concerned with, uh, Representative Louis Gomer saying that, you know, the only answer now is violence in the streets. No, that's, that's not what we do in a free republic. We, we move on to the next thing. Focus on building the grassroots. Focus on protecting liberty at home at all levels of government because there are other battles that we need to fight especially Andrew Cuomo that guy's a mess and I want to spend half my show talking about them uh, about him but we do have another call on the line John from Rochester John what's going on hey, hey Kevin happy new year to you happy new year John yeah I, just, I was just going to say I heard part of the uh, some of the calls I haven't heard the whole show but but uh, anyways I, I wanted to uh, just make a comment on Trump Trump's at a point of des- desperation. He sees, and he sees the fraud that's happened and the ir- irregularities that have happened. Uh, it's, a, it's a combination of both, and it's so widespread. And in these battleground states, and I guess Arizona now is a battleground state, uh, that he's he's frustrated and he's pulling up all the stops right now. Uh, and I'll tell you, I I watched a number of the hearings. Uh, I. In Pennsylvania, I think Michigan, maybe Georgia and Wisconsin. I can't. I'm not sure. I know I watched three or four of the hearings, and they were they were on C-SPAN, uh, the hearings, and the evidence was pretty substantial. In the courts, I'm not an attorney, but uh, the courts uh, they're they're dismissing these cases a lot of times on, on as you mentioned, standing, not having standing on, on the issue. Uh, but they're not listening to the evidence. Uh, so, so I think uh, Trump's got a heck of a case here to do what he did to try to, uh, out of desperation, try to make these make uh, pull out a last minute uh, miracle. But that that's it. I I I, I support him 100 percent of what he did on this phone call. I didn't hear the whole whole phone call. I heard clips of it on NPR. But but uh, and they're going to present the worst part of it. NPR is a very, uh, very biased uh, network, but but anyways, that's what what are, what are your thoughts there? You know, again with the standing thing, I know that's how some of the cases are going to get dismissed. They, they did have the opportunity to present some evidence in some of the cases, and again, I I didn't prepare myself. I, I should have done that. I knew this was going to come up. I didn't prepare myself to talk about the specific cases. I can link to some stuff afterwards. Um, you know, I. I I don't think this is going to go anywhere. I like I really, I think that after January sixth, everything's just going to move ahead. President Trump is a month from now is going to say that you know he should have still been president and he's going to 
start a TV network, and and he's going to kind of ride that off into the sunset. That that's what I think is going to happen. Um, I'm fine with looking into this more, having a you know another investigation on it. But as of right now, again, I believe that Republicans who have nothing to gain by saying that no fraud took place. I believe them. Like they, they would have a lot to gain politically by saying that, you know, well, we want to investigate X, Y, and Z evidence. But they're not saying it's there. The courts aren't saying it's there. I don't know that there's enough to build on. I well, think you've that. Got, you've got um, at least 12 senators, U.S. senators, that disagree with you. Uh, in 112 uh, House, uh, House of Representative uh, members, that would disagree with you. So that's pretty substantial. Uh, and, you know, I, I try to look at things. I listen to NPR every day uh, to try to get a balance. And, of course, I listen to WYSL, like my favorite station. But, but uh, I try to get a balance. And there's, there's a lot of evidence out there. Uh, there really is. I've been paying attention. I watch the hearings on C-SPAN or a lot of the hearings on C-SPAN. And, uh, and I did a lot of it through uh, uh, YouTube. Um, so uh, I try to educate myself on this. There's a, it, 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 the evidence is overwhelming. Now, some of the, they're talking about some of the evidence sounds off, sounds a little wacky, but it, uh, it's a small part of it. It's, it's pretty, pretty concerning. Uh, I'm sure it's concerning to you, to everybody in the United States. Uh, right now, I think there's 40 per, almost 40 percent of the pop of uh, the voting population. Uh, thinks there was fr- there was irregularities or and or fraud. It's pretty substantial. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. And, and to be clear, there's going to be some level of fraud in every level of election. It's just really hard to do that on a national scale or on enough of a scale to overturn even a state. Like it's very very difficult. You can't make it totally perfect. But but if you look at Pennsylvania, I'm, I'm not sure what happened in Georgia specifically, but in Pennsylvania. A ballot, you could send ballots in with no signatures. I mean, they they had a secure process I, I for mean, doing that, it. I that, mean, it's, it's, that is unbelievable. And what did Jimmy Jimmy Carter and James Baker, I think, well, Jimmy Carter was a Democrat. Uh, James Baker was Secretary of State under maybe Jimmy Carter, I'm not sure. Or, But anyways, Jimmy Carter, uh, in 2005, they did a, a study uh, on uh, voter uh confidence, and they came to the conclusion that mail-in ballots are very subject to fraud, and they they basically concluded that they shouldn't be done because they're subject to fraud. And when you have a system in Pennsylvania, and I'm not sure how it was in yeah. Michigan or uh, Wisconsin or uh, Georgia, well, if you have a system where you don't even have to have a signature on the ballot, come on. Yeah, well, John, we got to go break. If you want to stay on for the next segment, that's fine. We can keep talking for a little bit, but, uh, you know, we do have to go. Thanks again for joining us on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. A Free Solution. All right, welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. I... We've been talking about the election stuff this whole time. I think I've said what I'm going to say on this. Y'all know where I stand. But if you do want to call back and uh, 
participate in the discussion further, give me a call, 585-346-3000. I appreciate all your phone calls today and appreciate the call from John earlier. I, you know, you've called in a couple of times, so thanks again, John, and go Bills. All right. Well, I wanted to get to one other thing because I think it's important. It's the other thing that's coming out. It's coming out, the threat to liberty in New York. There's a bill. Many of you might have seen it already. It's a bill number 8416. It's a bill in assembly, and it is a bill that would amend public health law and would allow uh, – you know, I'm just going to read what it says. Tell me what you think. Removal and detention of cases, contacts, and carriers who are or may be a danger to public health, other orders – the provisions of this section shall be utilized in the event that the governor declares a state of health emergency due to an epidemic of any communicable disease. And it goes on to say that not only can someone be detained for having a case that the public, the governor, the signs is uh, this person is a danger to the public. You could be, even be suspected of having a case and you can be detained. So this is totally at the discretion of the governor, basically for any suspected case of disease, being able to detain someone for an indeterminate amount of time. See, this is a type of dangerous erosion of liberty that we could see at any time in New York State. And in New York, remember, we, we don't really have a functioning legislature at this point until April – Governor Cuomo is essentially a dictator here. The legislature has very little actual power. Now, they could go and do stuff, but Governor Cuomo can go and make laws whenever it pleases him. He has full control of the process. He can change the budget. He can change the laws, whatever is necessary under a pandemic. Now, it's been pointed out to me that this assembly bill that allows people to be detained for being suspected of being sick has been proposed before, that this member of the assembly proposes this law frequently, has been doing it for a while now, and it has never even gotten out of committee. It's never even got a markup. It just never – nothing ever happens with it, which is actually surprising given that we live in New York State. Like I, I would expect them to, to do something for this. Now, the folks who have been pointing out – to me and to others that, well, this bill has never gotten out of committee before. Why are you guys getting upset about it now? Well, we're getting upset about it now because given New York's trajectory, given what Governor Cuomo and others have done, arbitrary restrictions and shutdowns on businesses and on personal liberty, why would we not be concerned that this bill can have some legs, that this could move forward or be carried out by the governor himself? Why wouldn't we be concerned about that? It's these types of threats to liberty that we need to be most vigilant about. And this bill in particular is vague. It's unclear, you know, how long someone can be detained. And I know it, it does that because, you know, you don't know what disease it is. But no, no one should be detained in this manner. And no governor should be given such broad power to do that. It's these types of bills that I want to make sure that we're focusing on. I'm not one to say, and I know I know people think I, I hate Trump. I don't I don't like a lot of what he does. You know, it's, that's no secret. But I don't think that he's even 
necessarily the primary threat to liberty. You know, there's there's a lot of Democrats who are going on. He's a dictator, blah, blah, blah. You know, Trump does a lot of dangerous, terrible things, and I'll call him out. You know, I don't feel any loyalty to Republicans or to Democrats. At the same time, you know, we, we got to kind of focus. We're, we're unfortunately, we're fighting on two fronts here. We got Republican threats to liberty. There's plenty of those. And some of which they buy in with the Democrats on, on gun laws, on COVID restrictions, on, you know, restrictions on trade and all sorts of stuff. And then we got these Democrat threat to liberties, these threats to economic liberty, threats to personal liberty in, in terms of this bill. This is the type of stuff we need to make sure that we're watching out for. And then we got Governor Cuomo. Maybe this is a small thing, but no, it's not a small thing. They, Governor Cuomo issued this new rule that for providers who are giving out the vaccines, if they fail to follow King Andrew's priority list, they disregard his prioritization they will get a fine of up to a million dollars and and have all of their state licenses revoked if they issue a vaccine to someone who is not in his list. What an idiotic way to approach this. He wants to have control over everything. You know what they're doing in other countries? Because the, here's, the, here's the funny thing about the vaccine is like once you take it out and start you know, giving it to people, it goes bad pretty quick. And sometimes people don't show up for their appointments or, you know, they just they're getting to the end of the night or whatever. So they have all these doses that can just go bad. They're just not they don't have anyone around to give them to because there's no one there who fits in Governor Cuomo's priorities to give them to right away. So what they do in other places, like in Israel, is they basically say, hey, you pizza guy, you want to you want to get a vaccine? Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I want to do that. I want to get back. Great. Cool. Come in. You can get it. If that's what you want to do, again, I don't. I don't think you should. You know, no one's forcing that pizza guy to get the vaccine. This is someone just inviting him in. Hey, do you want to get this? Otherwise, it's going to go to waste. We're going to throw it out. Governor Cuomo thinks he knows so much that he can dictate exactly how every little resource is distributed instead of allowing markets to do it. And remember, this is the the guy who worried about uh, vaccines not getting over to you know black and brown and, and, and communities in high poverty. Well, you don't want no way that would be quicker to do that. It should just start getting those pharmacies to get those vaccines out. Just let people do their thing. Let the market determine how to allocate those resources effectively because they're not going to throw that stuff out. Instead, we have central planners in Albany who are trying to micromanage how this is distributed. And they could just say, like, literally, like, you know, okay, cool. We have a couple extra doses. You want it? There's, you know, a, a patient who's in for another procedure. Cool. Actually, you can go get that. Go ahead. Otherwise, it's going to go into garbage. So it's this type of stuff. Governor Cuomo's mismanagement constantly, micromanagement of our economy, combined with this bill, like A416, that make me worry, I mean, worry, it continue to sound the alarm about the erosion of freedom and liberty in New York State. We need to continue not only talking to politicians about this, but also 
making noise about it, resisting it where we can, finding ways in which we can have a freer, more just society. Thanks again for listening to A Free Solution. Tomorrow, Larry Sharp will be in. I'll be back on Wednesday. See you then.